0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Honored Ones podcast, officially back from our one-week hiatus. I hope you guys missed us, because I certainly missed this. What about you, BR?
1: Um, I did definitely miss us, uh, I will say that. Uh, I'm not being held hostage to say that, in fact. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, welcome <laughs> back. It has been a decently long time from you guys' perspective, especially uh, since you've last heard mm-hmm. from us. But we do have a lot to talk about this episode, so you guys should be in for quite the ride.
0: Yeah, and it's a very special episode, because in this one, we're going to be talking about the JJK Zero movie, the My Hero uh, Academia chapters, and the Jujutsu Kaisen chapter. But it's funny, BR, I was thinking about this, and it just occurred to me. I think we kind of blew our load with the title and thumbnail last episode, because it would have been a great time to whip out Yuta again. Because you don't think it's going to be weird to like use them in the title and thumbnail a second <laughs> time consecutively? It, it definitely will be kind of like... That'll be interesting, I'll say.
1: like, I mean, okay are we really crafting a title on whatever yuta pitting yuta and yuji versus each other i think really play for this one because a lot of people are saying like i've i've noticed on twitter a oh, lot of people. Are saying, like, oh oh now that volume zero is out mm. yeah they're like they're like yuta should have been the main character yuji kind of is garbage in comparison no. which i'm like you're kind wi- of wild for that, but we can get into that as we talk more about, like, the chapters and, like, Volume Zero as a movie and stuff like that.
0: A yeah, similar thought, but I did kind of do the thing where I drew mental parallels to their stories, especially because, like, Gege almost drew their fir- the first, like, intros uh, kind of mm-hmm. beat for beat.
1: Look, look at their entire narrative, bro. Like, l- l- let's look at it, right? They're both put in, like, very—they're both about to be executed for consuming or being part of a cursed spirit that's extremely powerful— is the queen of curses. sukin is the king of curses. Yeah, they both mm-hmm. house them. And basically, their, the their whole curses, thing yeah. is being trained by Gojo at Jujutsu High. Because if they don't, they're going to be killed. I mean, Yuji's going to be killed regardless. but And they both have to sort sort of find their way through exercising cursed spirits. Yuta just does his, does his thing a little bit quicker.
0: And I can't wait to get into that full discussion. All right, cool. I guess we have the title and thumbnail for this one. That's a That's a load off my back. You know, I think, like... Editing this mm. podcast, if I'm being like rushed about it, mm. it, takes me a solid four to six hours, depending on the length. And the title and thumbnail, if I have no idea how to like title it at all, takes me roughly two hours. So <laughs> it's really um, nice to be treated yeah, with a nice. uh, uh, not. You basically saved two hours here.
1: To start it off, I think we're gonna we're gonna build up. We're gonna save a little bit of the best for last. So we're gonna go my hero chapter first, and we're gonna go JJK chapter. Then into Volume Zero. So, what are your thoughts on my hero?
0: By far the most horny chapter of the entire oh, series. Man. That's
1: certainly an interesting way to to start <laughs> this off. Um, okay.
0: Did you? I, I'll ask. I'll ask you <laughs> like
1: this. Did you enjoy well, this chapter? Were you a uh someone you like it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of hard to read it one handed, but uh, yeah, I generally liked out of it.
1: Pocket. But, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this chapter because it was like fine I think it did its job of like okay we need Deku to get out of the picture right we need him to run away like and go fight against Shigaraki we need Toga to like kind of give up on Deku um so that like her and Uraraka mm-hmm. can have their little belt but it's like I don't know it was done in such like a just so typical way like I don't know I feel like Horikoshi Horikoshi gave it like was exactly weird. what I expected and and that's like and that's yeah. not bad but it's not like great either. It's just kind of like a eh.
0: I can't say this chapter was disappointing yeah. by any means, but I can't say it was like good because it, it literally met my expectations at eye level. Like like that is the best way I can describe it. It was a My Hero Academia chapter exactly. of average and quality.
1: And that's not like no a more, horrible no less. thing, right? Because My Hero I like My Hero, Creams likes my hero as much as it's as much as it seems to be the opposite, right? <laughs> um I have a My Hero like I do, like an eight out of ten or whatever, right? Um so like its average quality is like pretty good, right? Um, but like man, in this arc I just feel like uh, there's a I don't know, I feel like the beginning of this little war thing has those first two chapters were so much more engaging than these past three chapters have been. Like seeing Bakugo and like uh Mirako, all of them fighting in Shigaraki has been like whatever. Um, And then seeing this Deku and Toga chapter with Udaraka sprinkled in there too, it's just been sort of like fine. I guess, I guess it's just kind of like comparisons are always going to happen. So it's kind of hard to like not subconsciously compare, but when you compare to other series in the magazine, specifically JJK for me, at least it's like meeting my expectations is just so much more disappointing than always having my expectations like blown out of the water. Um that isn't necessarily a fault of my heroes by the way. Uh, this isn't like a crit- like a critique or a criticism. It's just an observation that I've had. It's just like mm-hmm. it's like cool. Um it's whatever. I think it does its job. We have a little bit of an interesting I guess revelation about danger sense that we've already had kind of like it doesn't work on people who don't have like malicious intent. Um even though like Toga is trying to harm Deku when she likes him danger yeah. sense doesn't go off and then when she realizes that um, she won't be with him. We do see that danger sense actually activates, um, which is you
0: know what I love about um, danger sense. It really does act like off-brand spider sense or like great value yeah, spider um... sense. Because damn, dude, Peter spider sense warns him when like he's peeing too hard, yeah. you know, and like Deku's doesn't even go off when he's literally being yeah. stabbed at. Yeah, it's, it's certainly just funny. like
1: interesting. I think I like that it isn't like too broken though. I like that there are ways around it. I don't know. I feel like it's a like, using Danger Sense as, like, this marker for Toga's feelings, I think is, is pretty creative. Because up until this point, Horikoshi's like, yeah. yeah, Danger Sense doesn't activate. But then on page, like, I don't know, 7, I think, of the chapter, um, he uses the paneling when Toga's attacking to indicate, oh, yeah, Deku's Danger Sense is now working. This means Toga no longer is, like, in love mm-hmm. with Deku and wants to, like, just just straight up murder him or whatever.
0: For what it's worth, uh, you know, jokes aside about it being horny, I did find it like a really good characterization Mm. moment for Toga. I do kind of wish there was a bit more preamble to it because, you know, the chapter he wasted on Hatsume (laughs) that I will never forgive, I'm actually still mad about that, but the thing the time he gave Hatsume, I would have loved that he gave to Toga instead to kind of establish how she went from like being mad or sad about twice dying to prepping for this war to her uh, remembrance of the conversation with Urak and then somehow that all kind of spirals into yeah, bro. I just really want to fuck Deku. Like, like that's really what I'm all about. Like, I'm like, I feel like we yeah. missed the thread there, because gonna- uh, it feels like, like, like a weird, like the conclusion. It's not. It didn't yeah. come out of nowhere, right? But like, contextually at this moment in time, seems a yeah. bit like okay. Strange.
1: So here's the thing. We already know that Toga likes Deku, right? Like everybody knows that. It's like been established since mm-hmm. her character started. But it just does seem a little weird right. to have him pull up, no build-up, because there, there's already, like, the twice thing that's kind of hanging in the background for a character. It is, like, a very weird bit of timing, I think. Like, Horikoshi really has seemingly recently— um, By recently, I mean, like, for the past arc, so, like, relatively recently, right? Um, He has this weird thing where he spends way too much time— on things that don't we don't need a lot of detail on, and then doesn't spend enough time yeah. setting up certain like small payoffs, but payoffs nonetheless that I feel like would make the story feel um so much more like genuine and just like it would make certain things like hit a bit more. Um, like I feel like for example, I don't know, no. I don't know, man. It it just feels it's it's kind of like certain like certain small payoffs do feel sort of underwhelming because of the lack of the proper i feel like contextual build up
0: so I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it's something I've been wanting to talk about I've noticed it recently a bit more when it comes to uh, Shonen Jump's yeah. magazine as a whole and uh, I mean that in like every sense current publishing and past publishing and what I've realized is that new mangakas really do not have the time <laughs> like they really are yeah. going in and out with, with their series like Gege's writing we've, I've said this consistently before and I think you know you, you too dude it is crazy like there's no time wasted it, it is just straight to business every single chapter and I think that's why keeps like exceeding our expectations because things constantly happen and it feels amazing and you look forward to it because you know oh yeah there's no such thing as a filler jjk chapter the closest thing we have ever gotten to a filler jjk chapter was higuruma's backstory and it was amazing where this all kind of like culminates and i think the most obvious place you see it is in series like i'm not gonna use one piece as the benchmark because it, it just breaks the scale bro like one piece literally broke my brain of like how long manga is so um after getting through a thousand plus uh chapters episodes whatever uh I went I, I was like rereading my hero and I was like, man, I can't believe already in the war arc. It feels like the series barely started. Uh, it's only three hundred chapters. And then I'm like, oh my god, three hundred chapters is yeah. like
1: eight years. Yeah, that's the fuck? It's a very long time. It's almost a decade of writing. And Horikoshi's
0: like on the longer side, you know, when, when uh you take the average out, right? And it's it's so weird to like still see like this weird because I think he's like he's a, he's an awkward middle child of old Shonen and new Shonen writing styles where He's he has these moments of like really fast paced action. He could do this like really intense mini arcs, like with mm-hmm. the Stars and Stripes arc. That was yeah. like what five six chapters, and it was great, right? But it was and it was great. like really well written. Uh, but um, well, great for what it was. Oh, it is yeah, the maximum okay. so, yeah, level okay, so good, agree. Agree. like level of good. like for what it was. Korkos yeah, made
1: a in my opinion a bad decision with introducing her here, and after making that bad decision, yeah, but like yeah, nailed the, the execution. Ability. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: Uh, other times he has like what I call Oda syndrome or like uh, Tite Kubo syndrome, where he's just like, Yeah, I can spare three to four chapters on some random filler characters. And like, the thing is,
1: I think, I think what makes this hurt so much more is like, I don't mind you spending three to four chapters on random filler characters when I'm binge reading.
0: But that's yeah, a month that's, in that's real time. Cool. When I'm
1: binge, when I'm binge reading, I don't care, dude. Like, if you spend it, that chapter, if I would have gone that Hasami chapter when I was ca- yeah. if I was catching up to my hero, that would have been fine because it would have been what ten minutes. Yeah, and then I yeah, and then but I got the chapter. But weekly, God, sometimes when you go super slow, that is insanely grating. And I get it, Build-up is necessary. But what I'm talking about specifically is mm-hmm. it's like it's build up for shit that like nobody cares about. Like, bro, let's be real. There's not, okay, I won't say there's not a single, because somebody's going to be like, bro, did you not know that this this random person with, like, two followers on Twitter, like, is a Hatsume fan? Like, okay, sure, whatever, right? But generally speaking, like, yeah. <laughs> Hatsume is not somebody that I feel like is going to be a fan favorite. Koshi didn't pull off, like, what Gege did with the Higuruma chapter, where you make an excellent character in one chapter. Hatsume is still lame, or just still like mediocre, like a tertiary character, which is fine. She doesn't need to be this super deep yeah. character because she's tertiary. She's not even a, a secondary character. But spending an entire chapter on a tertiary character that you don't even plan to make excellent in that chapter is kind of whatever. Especially when I feel like certain things, um, in certain payoffs are sacrificed for the sake of it, it. Just weirdly paced. I feel like that's that's the way to that's the best way to put it. Like, because Gage, even though every every chapter is fast like even he knows when to pull back like i don't know if you were really like yeah super into like uh or like super chronically online back then um (laughs) but back when um we were getting like those like the uh the back-to-back like exposition heavy chapters where we had like a master where we had like master talking explaining shit people were like dude JJK fell off right it's ass now like it's so boring
0: and it's like bro what that's the dude that's when JJK was peak for me because I'm I'm yeah. a lore guy first you know and it, like I love the fights a lot but damn bro spending like two months on a fight even for Gege while he does like to make it cool and interject it with some level of world building like mm-hmm. things like Wicker Basket uh, the old age sorcerers uh, domains all that shit it's cool but like sometimes I'm like yeah man I just want like Eighteen <laughs> pages of straight lore and world building because because I because yeah. I'm I'm just weird like that right and I, I I definitely understand that not everybody's like that, um so I appreciate the the healthy balance he he tries to um uh, nail and you know what? Yeah. no he, oh, he yeah. nails For, it. He nails does nail
1: it right, and I feel like I, so mm-hmm. that in my opinion is just like what buildup is right. Not everything can be a fight. Not everything can be like a super like ten out of ten stakes wise thing right. But that was build-up, I feel like. He explained what he needed to explain in, like, three to four chapters, and guess what? Like, literally since then, it's all been fights, but the thing is, these fights aren't hollow, they aren't empty, they aren't devoid of emotion, and the reason, in my opinion, is because the build-up was proper, and when characters get to fighting, they get to fighting, and it's hype. In my opinion, Horikoshi kinda doesn't... I don't know how hot of a take this is, because, like, saying that my hero doesn't do fights well is like, spitting in the face of, like, its entire, like genre like as a battle sherman
0: no nah, bro because this is not yeah. it's not a new take because like uh i think it was giga who popularized the my hero yeah. game fights are so thing. here's the thing they aren't like, and bad they aren't
1: they're visually horror coach is a great artist nobody like disagrees with that i feel like but the thing is it's just like there's something about them that just lacks like umph. and i know that's like a as like someone who's like supposed to be like kind of analytical of these things like is a very like <laughs> nonsensical term that doesn't mean anything but they seem to lack like if you are not emotionally invested in a my hero fight that is like the fight is like boring as shit most times right you have standouts especially like early on in the anime Mm -hmm. like certain fights are visually hype but in the manga like hoga fighting against deku or whatever i'm not i'm not interested because of their fighting i'm interested because of their dialogue right whereas and once again, I keep comparing to Gege, and you know I may come off as a real hater, but like <laughs> Akutami's fights, just like they slap. Like even if you're not emotionally invested, I feel like they just slap. Like they're just, they're just fun. Like they record, do. Like so, here's the thing: you have the emotional investment that you can have, but they're also just exciting, and that excitement, I feel like is severely yeah. lacking for my hero.
0: Yeah, because you don't get something like he you, like the heat of his quirk goes up to like 1200 Kelvin. The other guy's body can only stand like 3000 yeah. degrees or something, right? Like, there's no, like, th- the fights are really just vehicles mm-hmm. to tell the story, not so much like uh vehicles that are kind of a separate aspect of the story. Like you never think fights are um for uh, I'm speaking in my academia, you never think fights are for the sake of like doing anything other than a clash of philosophies. When in uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, not only are they a clash of philosophies, but they're also super fucking technical. They add on to the, to the world, and they obey the uh, power system of the verse. Like, there's so many layers to it. It doesn't just stop, I think, like, I the think story purpose. this is the
1: perfect way to put it, right? My Hero recently, like, My Hero has some mm-hmm. great fights, right? But I think what is, has made it so dull, and I'm going to compare My Hero to, like, a spin off, right? Rather than compare it to Akutami, so... Anybody that's been annoyed at that can, okay. can hop off me, all right? But, so, like, I think <laughs> what it is, is my hero fights never feel, or they have, so recently, they have not felt like anything is really at stake. And I know things are at stake, right? Like, consciously, I get it, right? If the heroes lose, um, mm-hmm. you know the world sucks, right? We get that. We we understand that. Conceptually, it makes sense. I'm not like dumb. I know what the stakes are. I'm not forced to feel the stakes by Horikoshi, right? I feel like as an author, especially when presenting your story in a weekly method, it is your job to force me, like almost through your, through your art and through your dialogue, to grab me by my shoulders and force me to like acknowledge and be emotionally engaged with the stakes, right? force me to be aware of them and force me to sort of how should i say this like engage with them right because like conceptually yes does everybody know that like for example let's take black clover right i'll use the spinoff analogy soon right mm-hmm. but people are always like oh black clover has no stakes well that's not true right black clover does have stakes the stakes just feel like flat and very like it's <laughs> lame
0: yes yeah, you know everybody's gonna survive forced,
1: like there's nothing indicative of like danger, right? characters that you care about never Mm -hmm. feel like they're going to die and technically speaking like these past fights with like lucifer and all this stuff yeah characters lives have been at stake the entire fight right so like realistically stakes are in play but you as an audience you as a reader i should say are not forced to engage with them and feel the reality of them right whereas um something like my hercademia vigilantes i've been kind of like ranting about that somewhat um frequently on twitter whenever those chapters drop (laughs) um but like those fights have been like the most recent fight um it's just been super fun and engaging because i feel like wow like the main character can really just die here or face like serious like life-altering injury yeah and even though it's not probable that he will feels like he can right feels like he can die yeah
0: bro gege like everybody's mm-hmm. on the chopping block everybody's fair game what i really enjoy is that like any one of the characters in, J- in jjk including main characters yeah. as we've seen with nobra right the world moves on it keeps going the story doesn't stop because one of them died none of them are like chosen ones in fact in fact it is actually to the world's benefit yeah. that yuji dies uh, interesting compelling stakes of jjk is like okay yuji's still alive I wonder how many people Sukuna's gonna exactly. kill because like, of it down Yuji, the line.
1: Here's the thing, it's crazy because even if Gege does doesn't decide to kill Yuji at the current point in time, Sukuna being in in play is having holding stakes right over our head in and of itself, right? Yuji yeah. being alive is scary because Yuji's life equals Sukuna's life to a varying extent, right? And I feel like like even in yeah. fights that like our characters win, right? Megumi versus um Reggie Right, Megumi won, but guess what? Now we have Angel just hovering over him, about to do God knows what. Like, bro, I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared. I don't know what Geki's gonna do, with Megumi, bro. Like, I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And because she can take away curse techniques, I'm like, yo, chill. <laughs> That's all he's got going for him. He's not super strong and fast <laughs> like Yuji. He cannot be out here with no curse technique. I'm begging you to not steal that from him, right? And I feel like it's a yes. It, it is a genuine possibility kills Megumi, or kills Yuta, or kills Hakari, uh, or kills Panda, or any of these characters. Like, bro, think about it like this. Gojo, a character introduced from Chapter 2 and is a relatively main character who got his entire flashback, um, like, or entire arc dedicated to his flashback, is sealed and has been out of the picture for, like, almost a hundred chapters, almost two years straight. Two it's, years
0: straight not in real time, yeah. a
1: factor right? Nobara, as far as we know, is dead, and even if she isn't, the impact her death has had on the narrative in in terms of, like, stakes is insane. Nanami's dead. Toto lost his curse technique because he he cut one of his hands off. Like, Kenjaku doing god knows what, setting up this insane plan to kill everybody. Like, bro, I'm personally feeling the stakes, whereas with my hero, it's kind (laughs) of like, damn, I know that they're there, but I don't, like, I don't emotionally resonate with them, and it's just like, ugh, I hate that. I hate that, like, to me, I mentioned this earlier about Deku, but specifically with My Hero, My Hero, to me, is, like, always on the cusp of being, like, this excellent, like, JJK-tier,
0: uh, like, manga for me, right? Um, It's always... Yes. Yeah. I've seen... Dude, yeah. I've seen your tweets. Yeah, I... I, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. with Deku as a protagonist um I actually agree with that take I just think he's weirdly underdeveloped like short of I want to be the next All Might or mm-hmm. I want to save people there is a lot of um depth to Deku that I think just goes hella untapped because I don't want to say he's taking everything no, in stride he he's taking but it's, it's like it's yeah, like taking like, everything <laughs> in
1: stride it's fine but please for the love of god get me some like get put some real emphasis on your main character like I, when Yuji's on screen, yeah. you always know what he's feeling. You always know what he's thinking. You always know, like, what is going on in his mind, right? With
0: Deku, it's kind of just like... Yeah, well, he has to stop this bro, and that's it. Like,
1: yeah, and it's like... Mm. And that's why, that's why like, that's why I'm always so, like, impassioned when I talk about, like, My Hero in a negative way because it's like, damn, it's so... It, it, it's, like, it's never bad enough for me to just write it off where I'm like, eh, whatever. It's not going to be good anyways. There's no point in me even getting, like, Up in arms about it it's always just like teetering and like hanging in that balance like please horikoshi i am begging you like write a story because it's like i feel the potential i've seen it and i feel like if he just wrote at the way he had like he has been able to right and he's he's done like semi occasionally at this point Mm -hmm. he's like damn that's two series in my opinion that are just like excellent in standout deku is a character that can be... Like, I already think he's a really good character. I think he's one of the better characters in My Hero Academia, in fact. Mm-hmm. But it's like, give me... Like, if he went into the same depth on Deku as he has with, like, Shigaraki. Or, like, Endeavor. Or Dobby, Like, dude, please. I just feel like these side characters get so much more, like, um, like, introspective writing. Whereas Deku doesn't. And maybe that's something that he's going to handle in the Shigaraki fight. Possibly. But, like... I just, ah, it's just, it's just always so frustrating to have, like, a series that you can feel be great, just be good.
0: That's a really good point to end on, because it's such a salient, like, profound description of the problem with My Hero Academia as it stands right now. It's kind of like My Hero Academia is kind of on a pendulum. It swings one way, and it's, like, peak shonen writing, just phenomenal character work, action, etc. And then on the other side, it's like, this is a waste of time. (laughs) Like, straight up.
1: Yeah, it's just... God, man, it's just hard, because, like, like I said, it's just, it's just, like, I'm fine with it just being a good series, but I feel like it's just, like, just so much, like, untapped potential, like, so much, so many, so many minor flaws that add up into being something that, like, stops it from being great, That it's just, I just, it's just a little frustrating, because I know Horikoshi can, like, meet all of my personal checkboxes to making a good series, or a good chapter, or a good character, because he's done it, and he's done it several times, like, Over the course of his writing career, Mm -hmm. it's just like it's just like when he doesn't do it, it's just like, oh, okay, that's whatever, I guess. Like, you know, that's good. But God, man, you've already shown me that you can do great stuff. (laughs) It just kind of hurts.
0: There's a couple different directions I want. We can take this one direction is that we can keep kind of going down this path and it'll just straight up be my academia row session again, Um, which I don't (laughs) mind. We have a lot of fun with it second uh it's kind of like a broader look at uh, my hero academia irl just like how long it has left or like at this rate are we even going to get characters uh character development for certain things uh that kind of discussion and uh lastly is just kind of a discussion on like i don't know if you like i don't know if you hate conversations like these but like did blank fall off so in this case like did my hero academia fall off
1: we can talk about it i mean i think the final two we can kind of sort of combine those because i think those are sort of like not one in the same but like are these characters even going to get good payoffs and we can combine that with like you know if so or if not did it did it fall off type thing
0: so, you know what I was thinking about, BR? What's up? If we made any of these criticisms back in, like, 2017, our mentions be would wrong. be uninhabitable. Un- we- I mean, to be fair, we'd be wrong. <laughs> yes. Like- <laughs> but, like, it, the lack of backlash to a lot of these statements, because we've been hating on My Hero for a minute now, you know? And yeah. we just have not received any fucking pushback. Like, and I'm not even talking, like, light pushback. I mean, none. Because I, I, cause I yeah. think... Even if we uh, try to cushion it with, oh yeah, but we are big My Hero Academia fans, rah rah rah, right? Whatever, it still doesn't like stop anybody because you know, dude, on the internet, no matter how much like rationalizations you make, if somebody wants to hate on you, they'll just fucking hate on you. They don't care, right? Especially if they feel particularly impassioned with a series, My Hero Academia. Nothing. Not a fucking pip. And,
1: and to be fair, to be a little fair, right? If somebody said all this stuff about JJK, I'd I wouldn't be like mad at them, but I'd be like, I think I You'd say something correct you. But yeah, yeah. I'd say something. But like, nah, that you're kind of missing on that yeah, one. And I think My Hero very, nothing. Very, very not a people. squeak, not yeah, a pip, exactly. nothing. Exactly. Um
0: So not, I feel like yeah. Broader question. Did my hero academia fall off because of all of this?
1: I fall off, do you mean I'm assuming you don't, but I just want to ask popularity-wise, like in terms of like how many people are like even paying attention to the series.
0: Um, um, I actually I think that's going to be the most interesting discussion to have because like that's probably the one you could uh, most objectively measure. Um, Mm -hmm. But just for the sake of like brevity, I meant more like from a passion standpoint, right? Because there's a certain like you know not to not to pull a Hakari again, but I'm just not feeling the fever, bro. When it comes to like my hero, like like people are just not. Ride or dying anymore?
1: Kind of, but whenever you say something like that, you have to look at like your sample size and your circle, right? So, let's look at it like this: Do you surround yourself, or are you around people who are diehard fans of my hero? Probably not, right? Like I would, I would just guess. I know myself; I follow a handful of people that really, really fuck with My Hero, right? I follow a lot of people who like it, who enjoy it to a similar extent than I do, but people who really like, who really fuck with My Hero like that, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And some of those people have fallen off, or, or even just generally are now, like, disimpassioned. And, and the reason I hesitate is because, like, in the most recent, like, volume sales for it, sales are up. Like, it's just been steadily increasing, like, My Hero's popularity, I mean, mm-hmm. right? It's just, in terms of popularity and passion, probably not. Now, I think a little bit more nuanced discussion is like, has it fallen off in terms of quality? Um, like, is it just a, a shell of its former self? I think that's like a little bit more of a nuanced discussion is like its quality is falling off. Even then, I personally am in the camp of no. The reason I say no is because to me falling off means that like, you've just, you're just like, you've, you've dropped at least two or three points quality wise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I may get a little bit of hate for this, which is fine, whatever. Um, but to me, an example of something falling off is Tokyo Avengers, right? Oh. Tokyo Avengers went went from like this shit is like super duper fun, like I love everything about this series, right? This is like an eight or a nine out of ten. To wow, this is a six out of ten. I hate this arc. Like I really almost I won't say despise because I don't despise very many series. I only despise like two or three, right? Mm-hmm. But I I this this is like entirely unenjoyable. This is like legitimately kind of garbage in especially in comparison to what it was before to answer both questions basically here's how i look at it right my hero has definitely not fallen off in terms of popularity i think that its sales are doing if i'm remembering correctly better than they ever have or at least they've been steadily inclining for a long while um in terms of like just general fan reception uh i kind of like i hesitate to answer that one one way or another just because i don't put myself in circles where like I'm around or, like, listening to a bunch of My Hero fanatics. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to, like, gauge because my I, I'm just not, like, I'm not really tapped into that community as much as, like, I am with, like, JJK fans or, like, some other series or and stuff like that. Um, and then for the final thing, has, has it fallen off in terms of quality? No. However, I think it is fair to say that, like, it's become much less consistent. Like, it still has certain chapters that I think are really fun chapters, when he was, like, like taking Aizawa's quirk and using warp and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the chapters where he was featured in were really cool. They were really fun. And if, like, Horko, he kept those up, I think my hero could, like, suddenly rise back to how it was in its prime. But I don't think it's fallen off. I just think, like, a series is not always going to be on its A game. Um, After, like, know, eight years. Really yeah, exactly. So it's not really fallen off. It's just, like, it's just not as good as it has been in its peak. And I think that's, like, fine, as as a reader, I wish it was, but like it's not like a like. Damn, this series like Horikoshi really like dropped the ball. It's just like eh. He, he's just writing and he has a a dip in his ability, not in his ability but like in the in the story's quality so far for me, but I think it's natural,
0: so do I and I'm not saying this to disparage Horikoshi. I morally- uh, came at this conversation from a um thought aspect because it's something i've um considered when it comes to experience critiquing a series in a way that isn't always positive or necessarily constructive <laughs> you know mm-hmm. as as I'm sure you know. <laughs> Of course. So it was just, like, a little jarring, because, like, man, I've been going... like, We've been going. Both of us were co-conspirators here, just in case. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, we've been going extra hard on My Hero. And I don't know about you, but I have not gotten a single comment or DM about it.
1: <laughs> I mean, even when I say, like, yeah... My hero is like, falling short of his potential, things like that, like, on Twitter or whatever. Nobody's really, like, said anything, which I think may just be in part because, um, the things I say aren't reaching enough people to where they'd get mad. But also in part, I just think people, a lot of people, at least in my circle, are sharing a similar experience of just being, like, good, but damn, it was great before. Yeah. Um, which isn't, like, a fall-off. Like, it's not, like, okay, this was, like, peak and now it's, like, trash, right? It's just, like, it's dropped, like, half a point, maybe a full point for some people, like for me, it went from like a an eight point five, possible nine to like an eight over like the past like I don't know a couple dozen chapters or so. Um, so it's not like a, a huge fall off. It's not like this thing that I'm like oh damn like it's it's trash now. It's just like eh, it's it's whatever. It's just a good series um, that I know has the potential and in fact has been great before. So it's it's somewhat disappointing and that's why I always come off as of so like passionate. Like God, there was just so many so many small things that just irk me because of how much greater I feel like it can be
0: and I definitely feel that and I and I think I agree to uh, that extent I'm just wondering you know while we're still being controversial <laughs> I'm just wondering um, uh-huh. at what point in the story did it quote unquote fall off was it like yeah man this is this is a little bit slower it's a little bit yeah. not as so action packed
1: so for me it's not about action but I, I think I get what you mean yeah the point in the story where it became it like it like a uh, consciously clicked for me Then I'm like, oh, this isn't like, I don't think I like this as much as I do. Or I I don't think I like this as much as I did, right? It it clicked for me during the conclusion of Deku versus Clash 1A. It was the conclusion of of their fight. And I was like, I'm not mad that the fight concluded like that. I'm mad that the fight concluded or like that Deku had his quote-unquote conclusion to this art here. Once again, it wasn't like horrendous. It wasn't like complete trash or anything. It was just like "Mm." that's when it like really mentally clicked i was like uh and then from then on it just got really inconsistent for me for like my enjoyment not really inconsistent right Mm -hmm. you know then we went into the stars and stripes arc which you know we already we talked about that on the podcast billion times that's where we started yeah yeah exactly Horikoshi koshi made in my opinion a very 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 bad decision introducing um her into the narrative this late and in this fashion he did the best that he could with that bad decision but that bad decision is still a bad decision and it the arc in my opinion is not like it doesn't like suck but god it was it just unnecessary um like, i in my opinion if you cut that out and just say Shigaraki's body really needs to acclimate to all of the damage that he's taken over time it 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 functions to do the same thing at least yeah. so far maybe we'll get some crazy stars and stripe payoff or like she's still alive inside of Shigaraki's whatever Quirk stuff and like ill doing minor damage maybe i don't know because the series is ongoing i could always be like that payoff could always happen later but as of right now as of the recording of this video chapter 348 or whatever whatever chapter it is that art could be cut out and you just you just give some bullshit excuse like oh shigaraki just needs to acclimate to his quirks more and it, it functions for the same thing without wasting our time without giving us this like this very poorly handled in my opinion not poorly handled but this poorly thought out plot device. Let's just like just imagine introducing Gojo in Shibuya then having him sealed in that same arc. Like, ugh, that's just so unbelievably lame in my opinion. It was about there where I was like, I don't like consistently love my hero anymore.
0: And I think that's fair. I don't know if Horikoshi lost the plot cuz you know, this is going to be making a broad assumption, but I don't care because I feel like it's probably the most likely thing that happened. I feel like he kind of hit a writing wall. And Stars and Stripes was just him trying to figure out a way out of it.
1: I've heard that Horikoshi he got an editor change. Now, I don't know if it was around that time or just generally, but I don't know. I'd have to look into that. I've seen a lot of, like, Myra fans talking about, like, how he got an editor. Um, that's like, sort of notorious in the community for just, like, making mangaka do, like, worse. And that's kind of what prompted my question a while back of, like, how much do you think editors even contribute to a story? Mm. Um,
0: yeah, I remember because, I, the response I had yeah. was, like, very... uh <clears throat> passionate uh,
1: yeah but basically that's where the question stemmed from because i was seeing a lot of people saying like him horikoshi has been kind of very like he's been inconsistent ever since the editor change and i'm thinking that's very i mean it's to, in my opinion it's very possible that horikoshi I, I, I won't place a blame on an editor that i have no idea is even influencing but it, it's just a possibility um either way like about around 20 chapters ago i realized eh. Uh, it's chapters aren't usually hitting for me It's like once in, in a blue moon And that's also when I really realized Damn, Deku has so much potential That Horikoshi is just like Hell bent on making sure he doesn't realize
0: <sighs> Here we go again, man <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man, the Horikoshi hate train. Um, (laughs) You know,
0: but anyways, and I love that it wasn't even a bad chapter that made us go down this path. It was a fine chapter. It was a solid seven out of ten chapter. I I think that's what made it, too. It was it was
1: just so fine. And it made me think about, like, the state the series is in at the moment. Where it's just like, please, please wow me. Please throw me for a loop. Like, I miss being thrown for a loop with this series.
0: I guess if Horikoshi, you know, inevitably watches the Honored Ones podcast new episode, because, you know, he's a a subscriber. (laughs) Big fan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He'll finally uh, write properly, based off our advice.
1: (laughs) Horikoshi's gonna be like, yes, these two unprofessional writers... These two <laughs> are get I'm gonna take advice from them and the story's gonna get beat. Yeah. Now I'm gonna say this. If the next chapter, if chapter three forty nine is fire, just know it was us. So
0: Yeah, uh, um, you're welcome. We'll, we'll be
1: taking full a hundred percent credit for that. Yeah. Thanks. Um but yeah, that that's just my opinion on it.
0: Yeah, good way to wrap up my heroes uh thing this week. Wow. That was a bit of an underwhelming end for this. I I'm so sorry. <laughs> like okay with that being yeah. said why
1: don't we talk about like i feel like why don't we talk about like uh, sort of the polar opposite where it's always to me wow like obviously i can't speak for other people for for my for me and my experience and the people who experienced it around me it's like jiu-jitsu almost always hits yeah. especially in the midst of a fight god did this fight literally have me like cover like gasping for air yes. as i was seeing you pulling shit out like dude what but let's talk about it let's okay, talk okay. about it. what first of all Overall thoughts on the chat. Okay. What are you thinking of, of the JJK shot?
0: Uh 9 out of 10. Uh, the only thing that didn't make it a 10 out of 10 for me was twofold. One, the fight almost seemed, as cool as it was, it borderline seemed useless because they were, like, it's going to be decided by the domain battle. And it kind of made, yeah. like, the preamble just, like, a, a showcase for Utah, which is why it, like, offset that for me. Because, man, seeing him confirmed uh, to still have the mimicry ability, whipping it out casually... Uh, just like without the, without the horn this time, it just, it was just like part of his lips, bro. I was like, I was fucking freaking out. And, uh, there's actually two experiences I had with this chapter one before I watched the movie and the second, uh, after I I saw the movie. So here's the thing. Uh, I wanted to be a bit of a, bit of a special boy. And so I heard about JJK zero around the time I first got into Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen's main series. And I heard about the movie like two weeks uh, after. So I was like, okay, if a movie's coming out, I'll just wait until it uh, comes out then. Then I saw the first trailer and I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely got to wait until the movie comes out because the animation's going to be fire. So then uh, I wait and I wait and I wait and I wait and I realize, oh, yeah, this is Japan's release date, not ours. Because I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's like two months away. It's going to come out in December. And so it didn't click with me that until we got an English release trailer, I was like, ah, it's coming out in March. Fuck. Yeah. And at that point, it became kind of like a personal challenge for me. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. I, I already committed myself to this. I'm not going to bend on it. And damn it, bro. I'm so proud of myself. I kept that promise. And I, and the first time I ever watched JJK Zero or read JJK Zero or experienced any of the JJK Zero story was in theaters for the first time with my friend. So it was just like really happy to experience it that way. And... Yeah. It recontextualized the entire fight.
1: Yeah, I think so okay, so what was your okay, so like which experience did you enjoy more? First read or read post movie?
0: Read post movie because it made some of the dialogue hit a little bit harder, especially with uh is her what's her name? Iso, Uh Uro. Say it again. Uro Uro. Yeah. Yeah It made some of the dialogue with Uro make sense. Um it made mm-hmm. uh his first of all. It made the whole thing with Rika way more satisfying because I was like, Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the movie, I was like, huh, Rika's gone. What the fuck? Yeah. And so, um, it, I was glad that this was the chapter, um, that came out that was like, oh yeah, this new Rika is just like an artificial thing he created, uh, that just holds his weapons.
1: Yeah, I, I, I store cursed energy and weapons here. Yeah, it, it's like,
0: <laughs> I was like, okay, that's dope. It's like if Megumi's Shadow Locker was also the bouncer. Exactly, right? Like,
1: yeah, it, it's kind of like, I, I imagine it's like what, sort of like what if Divine Dog held his weapons. Like, it's sort of like the, it's his primary go-to, like, assistance, um, that can hold his abilities. And I think it also, like, I honestly think this chapter gave a, gave a little bit of credence to Kenjaku's statement of saying, like, oh, yeah, like, there's no need for me to worry about Yuta, right? Um, because I think this put a hard limitation on his abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he can only go all out for five minutes now is very interesting oh i i Um,
0: completely forgot about that part because it was like just glossing over you know you know what What would you give it right let's let's do this shit properly because we're professionals
1: of course yeah we we never mess up Mm -hmm. um i'm giving this 10 out of 10 uh it was like i can't have the reaction i had to this chapter and not say it was fire like just all the way through because like i was unbelievable like it it was like if there was, like, a camera watching me being hyped, I'd be embarrassed to have, like, to show my reaction to it. Because it was just so, I was just, like, so hyped. I woke up, I was just, like, waiting. I was like, dude, God, please give me this chapter right now. Yes. as soon as they hit 10, flip over, I'm like, oh, this is peak. This is amazing. Uh-huh. Um, When Rika pops up, and they're like, oh, my God, his cursed energy is, like, spiking again. I'm like, oh, yes, dude. Especially because the way I did it is I watched the movie um Thursday night. Then I went to sleep. Came home after whatever. Went to sleep. Then I woke up to this chapter, and I was like, "Dude, I might be. I think I have Kenjaku level planning, honestly, because I was like, <laughs> that is that was perfect.' I'm I'm not gonna lie. Seeing that conclusion for Yuta in the prequel, then seeing him get to fight here, pretty cool. There's a lot of cool details um in this chapter that I think we'll, we'll be able to go in depth on. But one of them that I really liked is the like Rika's um you you can see the differences between this Rika and old and, Rika, like, yeah. Yeah, this one's much. You can tell it's much more refined because it is much. It's much smarter,
0: mm-hmm. um, and or she's much smarter. It's, it's also more um, on under his control. Like old Rika mm-hmm. seemed um, almost like acting on her own at times, and uh, yeah. I think the obvious example was like getting rid of Maki when uh, Yuta's about yeah. to heal, Sh- shit like that. But like this Rika seems to just be like it is a shiki
1: yeah. essentially.
0: N- not um, yeah, not a old Christian, Rika. But, yeah.
1: yeah old rika was her own entity mm-hmm. right like the only reason she listened to yuta is because she liked you yeah. right but she had her own like she got jealous right mm-hmm. she got angry like um the only reason she listened is just because she happened to be in love with yuta this one just seems more of like a a master servant dynamic more of like hey um megami doesn't really converse with his uh, his shikigami he tells them to do stuff and, he, and they do stuff yeah. right um it seems similar. he doesn't sometimes he um, doesn't
0: even give them verbal commands he just yeah. It's how, like he just controls he just them. Yeah. wills
1: them to do things. Yeah.
0: And um, also, um, one of the biggest hmm. revelations that I think went under the radar is that now it's like officially confirmed that Yuta's curse technique is mimicry. Like before, it was yeah. just kind of like, "Oh, this is a thing he can do." Not like his official curse technique. Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, what would you think about that? Like, finally, yeah, and him like whipping out um, uh, Toge's techniques and like all this shit. Yeah, it was super fun. I think I think it was pretty
1: cool. I I think I'm what I'm looking forward to is because I, Yege does this a lot, where he like mentions a technique, but he doesn't explain it in full in that chapter. He lets you like he lets you kind of guess, guess yeah. <laughs> what it is like for example megami got his, his his um ability like his his um his technique introduced in chapter one right like we saw what it could do to some extent but like we didn't really get a full explanation of that for a very long time we kind of just were like oh he can make dogs i guess and it, it was something that we he slowly unfurled so i'm interested in like why he doesn't have the infinity or why he doesn't have this, that and the third, I'm guessing there are some special conditions that he must fulfill in order to gain certain abilities, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe he needs to defeat a character or something, something along those lines. Maybe, I don't know. Cause obviously he hasn't beaten up Inumaki or anything, Mm -hmm. but I'd imagine a technique like Uro's would be very useful, but he obviously hasn't just taken it. Um, So I would wonder why that's the case if you know if it's just as as easy as i see your technique your technique is now mine yeah right what i don't think it is
0: so this might be uh, a bit of a guessing game on my end and like obviously it's purely speculation but i'm i'm about to pull on my tinfoil hat thing Okay. i doubt jg will ever properly give yuta's abilities the full rundown here mm. only because it seems like he doesn't need it beyond a simple he can copy or he can do this or that and it's fine like like Yuji is one of those characters who even before this chapter, we kind of had like a vague understanding of like how like why he was impressive. Right. And mm-hmm. it was essentially just, oh, I have a lot of cursed energy. I have more than Gojo. And it was like, OK, cool. And then we just kind of rode that <laughs> wave until, like, this last chapter. Yeah, so, giving him, like, a play-by-play, okay. like, oh, yeah, he needs an emotional connection to copy the techniques of somebody properly. Which, by the way, is probably is not the case, because, like, he was able to copy the old yeah. guy's technique that he beat on the way into mm-hmm. the Sendai colony. So it's, yeah. I'm assuming it's it really it just is, like, if it, it's used on him, he can copy it. That
1: That's certainly possible. The only, so the only reason I say I don't think that he's gonna be vague He's one i just think it's pretty consistent for Akutame to over time like really flesh out and deal with the limitations of even like insanely powerful characters like gojo right um Wait, but do like you gojo, he's like-
0: do you think like this next chapter it's the end of the Sen- sendai colony arc with uh yuta's fights like like a domain expansion battle is kind of it, it it it's historically it's 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 it's, it's, it's the yeah, it's the
1: pinnacle of everything yeah right like if you're not beating somebody with this either like it's literally either they win off of their domains or it's just they die this person survived the domain and now like they're fodder I'm, yes. I'm cleaning yeah now I'm cleaning up yeah basically. it's either.
0: And on the right. very rare occasion that they're Mahito, they escape.
1: Exactly, right? So like, um, my
0: whole thing is, like, a domain expansion is not the most appropriate time to, d- to explain a, it. Like a, like a run-of-the-mill no, sure. curse I, technique, I, you know? And, and if no, the fight's no, going to be over... Sir. All right, go, uh, go on, Sorry.
1: So so what I was going to say is there's, there's two ways you could do it, right. right? For one, we know domain expansions typically are just extensions or enhancements of your inherent techniques, right? right? Um, so, like ojo brings people he basically imposes like what he like infinity onto other people megami makes a domain of shadows tsukuna just like gets a larger range he for, gets a um, cutting
0: board essentially
1: yeah <laughs> exactly right all these characters get abilities that they already have but just enhanced so mm-hmm. one if he wanted to do it in this chapter we could get some vague limitations based off the domain. But two, he doesn't have to explain it in this chapter, right? Oh um, you think I'm just saying this I, isn't like gonna I be the peak Utah fight. No. Oh, I don't think, oh okay. No.
0: I think that's where this we differ. All right. Yeah.
1: I i think so I think Yuta this fight is going to end soon. I just don't think this is like Yuta's like um this isn't going to be Yuta's biggest fight scale was No, when when his next fight comes maybe you'll you'll think that this fight is better and that's fine. But I don't think in terms of scale or narrative impact this is the biggest fight you just gonna take place in. Cause, um, cause keep in mind, this is day one for, for them, right? Oh, the yeah. Like Dude, I been, saw that
0: tweet. It was like, this is all within one day. Yeah. Oh my mm. God. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It, it, the, what the calling game still has, what nine, uh, seven more days?
1: Well, seven more days, um, in order to get enough like points to save, like, we're well, not seven more days. The, the, the hard limit they've been aware of is, they, want, they need to get enough points to save, like, uh, Sumakiki, Sumaki, yeah, right? But they've done that. So their hard limit is kind of just, like, it's been annulled, kind of. Um, now, I'm guessing we'll get another time limit, because I think that's an easy way to raise stakes. Mm-hmm. But so far, it's kind of just, like, eh. I mean, we don't really know what you need to do right now. The time
0: limit, nah. um, like, the more broader time limit is probably going to be Kenjaku's Bomb. Yeah. Which Whatever. I almost <laughs> forgot about.
1: <laughs> which I think is honestly great. Like, when you kind of, like... <laughs> It's just like, yeah, you're 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 dealing with the small fry stuff. Yeah. And this small fry stuff is so important that like you can you can literally be overwhelmed by it. But basically, I don't think this is you to speak fight. What I imagine this going this is gonna be is like, you know how we got introduced to Gojo's Red? Um, in the Jogo fight,
0: uh, but
1: we don't get an explanation to that until like seventy chapters later or something. I don't know, like fifty chapters later. Yeah, with um, um, the
0: Toji thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think it'll be now. The 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 amount of time between them might not be similar, but I think there is absolutely no need. Now he can, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with either. But I think there's it's consistent for Giga as a writer to kind of just be like, yeah, we know he can do this. And I'm going to wait until it's necessary to show the limitations and show like the specifics and show the mechanics. And I think that's really exciting because if he decides to wait, now we have this sort of suspense that we, because we know it's too broken for you to just be able to, hey, this technique is mine, right? Mm-hmm. We just know that. Like for Yuta to, to not be like stronger or at least like like a Gojo level threat, right? Which he obviously isn't. He would have to have some sort of hard limitation on his copying or mimicking ability. And because we know there's some hard limitation, I feel like we as the audience, like, impose stakes on ourselves. we're like, oh, where, like, where, where is the limit for him, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever, wherever Akutami decides to pose, like, to put that limit... Is going to be insane in my opinion
0: okay this is gonna be i think the crux of why i think the way i do and i think this might be a hot take depending on where you land on this from a fan perspective and from like a fan of narrative writing perspective i think yuta's gonna die like like i i'm just operating under oh yeah yuta's days are numbered and i don't really know when i started thinking that but i just get like death vibes from him i'm just like oh yeah he's he's gonna die 100 percent and i I've been having trouble, I don't know, bro, like, I've been having trouble figuring out why the fuck I think that, like, Gege is giving me every indication uh, to the opposite, like, uh, not yeah. only does he, is he not gonna die, like, he's, he's killing, like, he's cleaning up, yeah. but for me, I'm just like, okay, so when's Kenjaku gonna kill him? Because if you're not I mean, worried about Yuta yeah. Katsu, it means you have a way to kill a katsu Katsu. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly, but, I mean, so I feel like this, right? So do, wait, do think, you I think I so? Yes or no? i think you i don't think you is gonna die any more than i think like megumi or yuji are about to die right so that's not to uh. say it's not i don't think it's impossible mm-hmm. right it's it's akutami we're talking about i'm not particularly like i'm not particularly on guard for his death if that makes sense oh. um okay so the way i look at it is like this right to me he's in a very and in a very similar position because he's much stronger he doesn't have that mentorship right but it, to me he kind of comes off as like how toto did when he showed up versus Mahito, I did not think Toto was going to die. I thought Toto was going to, and and obviously he didn't, right? But I thought he was going to uplift him, he was going to help Yuji, and they were going to, like, defeat Mahito together. Toto lost his technique. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Toto is is not weak. He's still still crushing, like, any first-rate sorcerer, probably, right? right? Just off a straight hand. Yeah. But he's not a viable fighter as he is now.
0: And Um, you know, and I I didn't. I didn't expect. I don't even think his technique was that big of a loss uh, when he's fighting solo, because he. It's not like he used it all the time, and it's not like he can right, like uh, unless it's to get secret Mm -hmm. weapons that he stashed. Um, Boogie Mm -hmm. woogie is not like an offensive technique.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's just I think that we we know that in like Toto stated that he can handle like five grade one sorcerers without his, not sorcerers but curses, right? But he used his technique for a special grade, so that makes me think, hey maybe toto's hard limit in terms of like exercising ability without boogie woogie and without one hand is like a special like your typical special grade your fodder special
0: grade yes yeah (laughs) yeah
1: so i think i think he's still very strong but he's not he's nowhere near yuji anymore to me he's no he's not even like like megami's far surpassed him yuta's always been stronger right but i think toto like was a character who i never expected to be taken out of the game the way he was so, when I say I don't think Yuta is going to die, it's not that I don't think he can. It's just that, particularly right now, I am not, I'm not like, more worried about him than I would be generally. Hmm. Um, So, it's kind of just, like, yeah, I'm, I'm scared. But, like, the same level of scared that I am about, like, most characters in Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> like, it's not, like, a particular thing for Yuta. Now, I do think that Yuta's, like, boldness uh, about taking on Kenjaku yeah. could is put much into question, especially now that we know the limitations of his ability. Mm-hmm. Depending on his domain expansion, you to make out himself right here, right now, as a character who simply can't where he is currently. If his domain is broken-broken, like, it's like, you're, you're here, you lose type thing, mm-hmm. sure, maybe I can see why he'd even think so. But if it's not, if it's more of, like, a daggone type of domain where you can, even if you're not, like, you don't have a domain of your own, you can fight your way out of it. Like, and I was kind of, he was kind of throwing hands in it. Nanami was kind of throwing hands in it. Maki was kind of throwing hands in it even before Megumi showed right. up. If it's like that, you, no, no his boasting is just that
0: well i mean but how do you take the whole kenjaku yuta thing because i actually give uh, a lot of credence to kenjaku as a a a narrator um i think he definitely knows what he's talking about a lot more than people give him credit for and when it comes to something like yeah yuta he's cool i guess whatever fuck him then i'm like okay so he is either overestimating his ability so hard right now, or he's just being arrogant, right? But uh-huh. he just has not been characterized that way. He Like, Kenjaku has not been shown to be, like, a hubris character. that just not, like, he's not Jogo. Yeah
1: so, yeah, so I don't think Kenjaku is full of hubris, nor do I think he's, like, dumb, right? I think he's a pretty, I think you're looking for, like, objective truths of the world. Like, this happened, and this happened, right? Kenjaku is a pretty good source of, like, historical evidence. He's also a pretty good tactician. Yeah um but my issue is not my issue but the 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 hesitance to take what he says at face value is the fact that his expectations have been exceeded several times even in just Shibuya right he expected to take Jogo's technique but Tsukuna was something that was out of his control yes like that play was something he didn't expect Uh right he didn't expect Gojo to be able to like make this um the prison realm unmovable for a certain amount of time yeah right? that was something even though his whole plan hinged on that that was unexpected yeah but he, he right? never lost his um,
0: composure even once no,
1: no i agree kenjaku's only been surprised but what i'm saying is i think it's like kenjaku can generally be a smart intact uh tactical character mm-hmm. but i think that like in times of supreme, like, confidence and confidence that honestly should be there because he's been, like, right most of the time, mm-hmm. there is going to be, I think there's going to be an opportunity for him to be wrong. Like, even with Yuji, right? He seemed to be, now, Kenjaku was still, like, a, like in a position of power, so there's no reason to be scared. But he was, like, he was like, damn, Yuji, you're, you're tougher than I imagined, right? And I made yeah. you. <laughs> like, I'm the one who built you to be the way that you are. And even I am surprised at your, at your, like, your durability. Right? It's <laughs> so it's like... It's like, damn I, right. I didn't know you if were he... built like this. Yeah, exactly. He's like, and I'm the one who built you. So I think if he can be wrong about those things, I think him already writing off Yuta, while while he should know, like, he's written off Yuta, and I think that's fine. I think if you were to say current Yuta can't touch Kenjaku, sure. But I still do think him being able to write off a sorcerer that powerful with this little of experience is dangerous because we know that characters at the drop of a hat can can literally jump grade levels in ability right mm-hmm. gojo gets stabbed by toji a bunch of times wakes up slaps toji in, in, into the afterlife yeah. right Megumi Megumi tries to make a domain expansion one time and does it like and you're telling me you you're not worried that yuta Okotsu in the cooling games can evolve to become someone who can be a threat to you I don't know. I feel like he's he's his um like once he's made a plan, he maybe he relies on everything going according to plan a bit too much. We'll see though. We don't know too much about Kenjaku's like nature and character, Mm -hmm. but I do think that there's some there's some wiggle room to say, hey, Kenjaku can be wrong, and even if he isn't wrong now, we know consistently sorcerers like Yuji went from literal fodder to (laughs) like it in what a couple of months. Yeah,
0: to a menace, like like, to a straight up threat.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I just don't think it's insane to say the Yuta Okotsu that became a special grade in three months without life or death training most likely, right? Yeah. Because Yuta's probably not fighting like Gojo to the death. <laughs> He's probably training with like Maki and like Panda or whatever. He became special grade off of that. And if he, and if he goes from that in three months, I don't know why fighting some of the strongest sorcerers or curse spirits in existence can't make him drastically evolve.
0: So I don't disagree with you that that is kind of an unknown X factor in the fight, but I'm not coming at it from like a 1v1 situation with Kenjaku. Like, I don't think his plan is, oh, yeah, if if uh, Yuta comes to time out this shit, he's not Miguel, right? Yeah, but it's like when uh he was faced with the problem of gojo he his his instinct wasn't i can i can take him it was oh i have to seal this guy away otherwise i will literally die like like nothing i planned will come through to fruition if he is alive i think that's
1: true the only thing the only reason i don't think kandrakis taking that stand is because with gojo he acknowledges he's like dude even before like when he's talking about his plan he doesn't just say gojo's not a threat he says, Gojo, you're the <laughs> biggest threat to my plans in existence, yeah. right? But I made this special plan to get you out of the picture. With Yuta, in one page, he's just like, who cares about him, right? Endless curse energy and the ability to copy curse techniques. I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. Like, now, I'm not saying Kenjaku thinks he's going to 1v1 him, but I also don't think Kenjaku's taking the same precautions, or at least he hasn't indicated that he's taking the same precautions or similar precautions with Yuta as he did Gojo. To me... It seems like he's like Gojo, dude. I have to like formulate this like several month plan, getting everything in place using humans to to weaken you, using these cursed spirits to trick you, all this stuff just to put you in a box, yeah. <laughs> right? But Yuta, he's like, eh, whatever. Like I'll deal with it not, as it comes. Yeah, exactly. That's how it feels like. He feels it feels like he's assessed you with his abilities. And he's like, they're not worrisome. And I'm like, I'm not even saying you're wrong. I just think it's kind of wild. I don't know. That's, that's how I feel. I don't even, I'm not even necessarily like super duper strong on the Utah um, stronger than Kenjaku thing anymore, especially with the limitations we've mm-hmm. seen, but I'm just more on the, I think Kenjaku has, has definitely shown, um, at least like hints of a flaw that might lead to his potential, like that might lead to his future downfall if Akutami even makes him lose, because we've already seen that he's made him win in a massive arc before. Who who knows with this guy? Like, maybe maybe Kenjaku just wins. He just kills everybody. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. But, uh,
0: that, that was such a funny way. Like, that's such a giga way to end the series. Okay, everybody's dead. Later.
1: Yeah, Kenjaku, Kenjaku just merged with humanity and one. Like, oh my god. Um, you know... But yeah, it, assuming Kenjaku's taken down, I think it's very possible um, that, like, Kenjaku's um, sort of... Not overestimation, but, like, his supreme confidence in his planning skills may lead him to to be taken out by certain X factors.
0: I guess it depends on your perception of the Culling Games and the grander JJK story. Like, to what effect is the Culling Games meant to matter? Right, because if you take a look at the Night Parade of Hundred Demons from uh, the move from the JJK movie slash JJK Zero manga, uh, which I guess is a natural segue uh, into get talking about the movie, because uh, it relates a lot to um to to what we're talking about right now the night parade of 100 demons didn't technically happen like it, like it wasn't impressive right like that was um supposed to be the preamble for like this all-out war, essentially, right, or like this all-out like genocide. Uh, Ghetto had planned uh, upon taking Rika, but the thing yeah. is, he failed at step one. Like, like that's the thing that really clicked with me during this movie. Like, Ghetto failed, like, with with like like to get his foot in the door, so to speak, right? He was just he yeah. like he was so pathetic, and I, and I mean this like with all due respect, because I think the way Ghetto went about it was very inspiring, but he was just mm-hmm. so. Pathetic at like being a villain he couldn't get past step one of his evil plan and he lost to a guy that was what a uh, practicing sorcery for like a couple months max and he was like 16 right and Ghetto was one of the four special grade curse users on the planet with that being said it, it like n- characterization aside right we can assume that Kenjaku has gotten rid of the weaknesses of Kenja- of a uh, Geto's mindset like like I think you
1: So what do you think the weaknesses of Ghetto's mindset were because I think that the reason Ghetto lost is just it, it wasn't really a mindset thing he simply with the arsenal he had, yes, he just wasn't gonna strong f- enough to put you y- down.
0: He didn't attack him when he was uh using reverse curse technique, for example, right? He didn't like really mm-hmm. go all out to like stop him from doing stuff, uh during like the uh what do you call it? Space between each part of the fight. You know that thing where like they fight, take a break for dialogue, fight again? Yeah. I, I don't know what like what the shorthand for that is called, but like that essentially, right? He gave Yuta a lot of breathing room, and that's just not something that Kenjaku does. And on top of that, Arsenal aside, it speaks volumes to Kenjaku's ability to better utilize Geto's uh, body and his cursed technique because we've seen, man, through Kenjaku, Ghetto was he was a joke. He, he was not living up to his own potential, really. You think so? Oh, 100%. Mm. Like, yes, he he trained to, like, an insane point, you know, hand-to-hand. Uh, He knew how to use his techniques and all that crap, but he just didn't know how to Mm. apply the fact that like he was probably one of the strongest people on the planet but he had this mindset of like being an underdog and yes his benchmark was gojo so i don't necessarily blame him for thinking that but at the same time Mm. like he wasn't acting like oh yeah i'm a legitimate threat to the world he was already defeated mentally by gojo um
1: i kind of disagree so i don't think I don't think that he was mentally defeated by Gojo. I think Geto, as Gojo's best friend, just has a painfully, like, personal understanding of what Gojo is, right? Of, like, the um sort of immeasurable gap between the two, yeah. right? And that's why I think he was so bent on getting Rika, because Rika, her, like, Gojo kind of implies it too, is, some for some reason, a powerful enough creature... To make Gojo like risk his life to do something, it's like I don't know if you remember this, but like when when the higher ups are like, yeah, Rika was out for like four hundred and twenty two seconds. Like, what were you doing? It's like she could have destroyed the whole town. And he's like, I'd risk my life to stop that he didn't say I'd stop it he didn't say I'd handle it like I think that kind of implies like something about Rika is like a danger or at least that Rika so, was dangerous to Gojo let's
0: talk about that from like the review standpoint for a sec all right because uh, it's it actually falls into a lot of not issues I had with the movie but like particular things of notice that I want to talk about on the podcast right a few things just that I thought were really fun that I, that I just want to like address uh, they don't merit full combos but they're just really neat uh, one it was really cool to see Nanami set his uh, Black Flash record uh, on screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really sick. Mm. It was really nice to see Toto and the rest of them uh, fight during said uh, event. The fight with Gojo and Miguel. Uh, we're going to talk, like, circle back to that because it was just the funniest part of the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> um, lastly, uh, so is the romance between Yuta and Maki just like, is that implied? Like, am I crazy right now? Like, like what, what's the what's the situation there? What do you mean? Like, I mean, it was set up like romantically,
1: you, right? Yeah. I mean, I, like, kind of. It's not like an overt thing. Yeah. It's just like, maki seems to be somewhat interested in yuta and yuta seems to be somewhat interested in maki yeah but like Um, in the
0: mainline series it's just like old classmates i don't know it's it's strange
1: i mean they seem to be closer than any not seem to be close but like they seem to like have like this i mean Maki's not like a lovey-dovey type character so like you're not gonna see her do anything yes and granted she did just get like
0: burnt to a crisp i understand so she might not have been in the you know best of moods the
1: most yeah the most the most nice and caring caring feel like, yeah uh time i think i think i just think like now yuta's just like a caring person so this doesn't necessarily mean like oh yeah he, he likes yeah or whatever because like, that's why i read he seems it seems to when he yeah when he pulls up he's just like he's worried about her face all that stuff like um it to me it seems to be like i don't know the banter seems to be like it doesn't eh, that's the thing like Akutami's is just really good at having characters like talk very fluently to each other i feel like so like, uh, Two and Maki's interactions don't stand out here particularly crazily, um, but I do think, um, like, they're at the bare minimum shown to have, like, a really close relationship, like, when Yuta says, oh, yeah, Hakari's, like, stronger than me when he gets upset, Maki's like, no, he's not, like, (laughs) chill out, um, like, things like that, it's just, like, they're at least, like, very close friends, obviously, um, I think Volume Zero is where you get the most of the implications. I didn't think there's no appropriate time right now to really, like, there's no there's no time where they'd be, they be focused on that, if that makes oh, sense.
0: Oh, no, I I agree. It was just, like, a funny, um, uh, I wonder if Gage just abandoned that for whatever reason. I want to address what you said because I, I think it factors in. Mm. they adapted JJK Zero the manga pretty faithfully right yeah. I would argue almost too faithfully because since it came out before the mainline series a lot of the things that were stated or like are just established laws in the main verse are just slightly off kilter in the movie and I, and I wanted to know if you noticed it as well they never said Gojo was the strongest in JJK Zero
1: yeah never, uh, do they? never. No.
0: they never explicitly said Gojo yeah. was the strongest and I don't think Gege meant for it meant him meant for him to be uh the reason i think this is simply because i couldn't can you even imagine black blindfold gojo saying something like i could die like that phrase uh probably not yeah it's just <laughs> not a thing like even like even with uh this conversation with yuji and gojo where he was like oh is uh su can you like who's stronger you or him and gojo was like well he might cause me a little trouble if you regained his full power but i'd still win like like easy peasy right yeah. that's not the same gojo that was in zero like like at least from my reading right so the fact that like he wasn't actually stated to be the strongest um the fact that like he wasn't treated as this absolute pillar that he is in um the mainline series and the fact that he to bring up the miguel thing because like dude can we talk about this like best moment in this in in the entire movie right aside from the fact that miguel saw this guy perfectly grasped every aspect of his power and said (laughs) <laughs> but he's not me he was like yeah, it's like that's psychotic to me because like if you're going up against gojo satoru gojo right we who has made like actual full-blown old-ass adult sorcerers crap themselves at like eight to ten years old you know he made he made dudes yeah. retire by being born uh-huh. that is not the guy that you just challenge like that and miguel is just not an idiot like he's just not characterized as like a meathead or a, a simpleton right that's just not an so sure. like that that reaction just doesn't jive if Gojo is not isn't the strongest in zero. So I so the fact that it's okay. like so implied I I, yeah. I kind
1: I don't so I kinda disagree with that. So Gojo, if if you're you're I don't recall him ever being stated to be the strongest or whatever. So that makes sense. That's fine. But I do disagree that Gojo isn't like portrayed to just be like
0: A monster by and far no, he like
1: the most powerful no, no. in Zero. I'm talking series.
0: about like the super like the other stuff. Like like the um the thing about like making people retire, the child with the six eyes and the Limitless from the Gojo clan, right? Like that—that yeah. that Gojo wasn't in JJK Zero, right? Like like that I mean, aspect of his character from a lore perspective didn't seem present. He just seemed like the mentor in JJK Zero who happened to be really powerful, right? It wasn't so much like um with he didn't give me that sense that like modern Gojo gave me, where if he shows up, the, the fight is over. Like 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 when uh in the mainline series. When Gojo uh, is about to enter a battle or when Gojo is like uh, there, there's no there's no from the reader's perspective and from the character's perspective. That's it. Like like that's he's got this. We can we can sorry. We can chill out. We we can hang back. The thing is, right. Gojo was there on the front lines, didn't stop them. And I'll just say it. A lot of these sorcerers didn't need to die with Gojo being there. And it was such an open space that Gojo could have fought freely, like like JJK mainline Gojo could have fought freely to his heart's content washed the entirety of uh ghetto's cult all of these uh cursed spirits none of these sorcerers really had to die because it, it's just a, like i keep saying i'm sorry for like just uh repeating myself like this because i'm I, I feel like i'm not being very um articulate with how i'm phrasing this but modern gojo or like uh jjk proper gojo is the strongest in his verse right like he is the pinnacle of jujutsu society. He is the pinnacle of, of the powers in Jujutsu Kaisen. He is literally like the one above all in JJK, right? Like, it, like he is the status he wields, the power he wields. It's all like v- made very clear, made very blunt. Like that is the role he serves, right? In JJK Zero, mm-hmm. he does not give. He, he's not treated the same way, and I just think that's like it makes them almost so, two separate
1: characters. Almost. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree the only thing i like i don't i don't know if this is an issue or take contention with i I guess is the better way to put it is gojo didn't come off like that initially either right Gojo has several fights under his belt that have proven that to us right so like in my like Gojo's first showing when he beats up Sukuna like that's cool right but we have no like scale for that like okay he beat up like you know this Sukuna guy like cool whatever he's strong but but that's established Um, a couple
0: things in that fight I think in the Japanese version he said I'm the strongest or and I think in the English dub he said something like I'm way too strong for that guy I personally like the subversion. the thing he said in the next episode when Yuji was getting into JJK uh, before he saw the principal. He literally gave him like the full like baseball card stats of Sukuna, and by extension the audience. And he was like, "Yeah, this is the guy. He's like the big bad of this verse, right?" I still got him. Like, like so, it, it, like sure. these things, while um, small, were like huge to show Gojo's status in the verse.
1: I, I mean, I I don't disagree, but I feel like Gojo like one shotting this curse with red right after it pops up. Miguel hyping him up, even with this ability that like literally just disrupts his technique like gojo's still folding yeah. him i think i the reason i the reason i think gojo didn't just single-handedly save everybody is solely because miguel is like legitimately very strong and he has an ability that makes it like so gojo's like here's the thing gojo's strong right but like he's not like a um like a yuji where a technique would just be like an add-on like his technique is very integral to why he's so powerful mm-hmm. right obviously as shown in, like, the Jogo and Hatami fight, he, he is very powerful without a curse technique. um. But his curse technique is, a, like, a huge part to, like, his overall power, right? right? As most sorcerers uh-huh. are. um. So Miguel, like, being able to, like, touch him and having that possibility, especially for a Gojo that is literally experienced getting his throat cut <laughs> out because of that, like, I would imagine—I don't think he's, like, scared— but I would imagine that Gojo is somewhat wary yeah, of that. He's not excited because,
0: to do it again. I feel that.
1: Yeah. He's not. Yeah. It's just like, dude, this guy is clearly stronger than everybody else on the battlefield. And he's got an ability that in my past has killed, like, has basically killed me. Right. Let me handle him first. Let me beat his ass first. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'll like get to everybody else. Because if I lose, everybody yeah. loses. Right. If this guy can beat me, you're done. <laughs> like you you lost. You know, no right? offense. Um. <laughs> yeah no offense of course but like i you know you're not you're not doing anything if i lost to him right um and that's why i feel about like he's just put he's just kind of like in the position gojo usually is right the reason gojo doesn't win every fight or er, er, the reason stakes aren't low in jujutsu kaisen is usually because he's put in positions where he's like is somewhat handicapped mm-hmm. right and while when like when hanami's fighting he's put in an, or not put in but he's like um see like sealed out of like uh the most of the fight because of this like anti-gojo barrier yeah. right um he's restricted in his fight in shibuya he's all of these things are usually like he has no reason to go all out or he can't even if he wanted to and i think this is like just an example of that like miguel clearly isn't gojo the gojo's like you're you're pretty tough right and you have an ability that messes up my technique i can't like i can't afford to not take you somewhat seriously me, like, I, I agree that his portrayal isn't nearly as potent, like, as heavy on the I'm the strongest. Like, he doesn't, like, proclaim it for sure. I would agree. Um,
0: and it's not stated by, a, like, a narrator.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's not tra- It's not stated by a narrator or anything. Um, I agree with that. Um, like, my
0: point isn't, like, he's weak. By no means is he weak. Yeah. But, like, he's not. There's certain characterization th- things that just don't line up is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, basically for me, I I, I disagree that the characterization is, is like not lining up to me. I just think it's like he since his since his only fight, it's necessary for him to be held back. Gege just wrote him in a way to where you know he's not as impressive. Like to me, if you put Gojo um versus like Hanami and Jogo, and that was the only fight he had, I'd be like, damn, he's really strong. But like you know, he's not like dominating the verse, right? he's like a strong character, pretty strong dude, you know, wouldn't want to fight him myself. Right. Um, to me, it's it's similar in the Miguel fight where it's like, yeah, he's strong, clearly, may- maybe you could say the strongest one on the battlefield, mm-hmm. but like, he's just in this weird position where, you know, we have to write him out of the fight in a coherent way. Let's put him against somebody who's just really strong on, on Ghetto's side and can mess up his technique. And I think like, Given the time constraints, obviously, um, like that is the best you can do with somebody like Gojo. All
0: right. I I think this is just one of those like agree to disagree things because I'm not like Mm going to die on this hill. But I do think there is some of um, character difference just in portrayal.
1: I mean, okay, so I'll say like this In, in the manga version for sure. But I do think that the the movie actually adapts it very well because I don't know if you remember, but like in the movie, it shows Gojo and Geto's like discussion right before Geto like really left for good, where he's like, "If I was you, mm-hmm. right, all of my like silly ambitions, yeah, but the, could turn into a very possible reality." So and to me, that kind of implies you you are you are able to kill yes, every real is human that in, and leave only so torture. is
0: that in the manga?
1: No, that, that's what I'm saying. In the mo- yeah, with the movie is so is
0: doing that. Le- oh my god, we're at our third. So, okay, so, okay, let's try to like get t- to the movie now. Like the official uh, movie review now. Cool. Okay. Because uh, that seems the direction we're headed anyway. Just like for timestamp okay. purposes. All right. So, I agree with you. Um, I do think that that is uh. It added that moment added a lot to the context, but it relied on the audience member having watched and or no, sorry, read the manga because that's that's the scene that hasn't been adapted in the anime yet, right? Yeah, I do think that's where that's a flaw in the movie, because even if you take that scene in a vacuum, it doesn't make sense because Gojo isn't stated to I'm... be the strongest. If, so for all you know, uh, Ghetto is just above average in strength, right? And what he got beat by a 14 year old. So your impression oh, of him on. isn't fantastic. If Gojo isn't stated uh, to be the strongest and used as a barometer for the rest of the verse,
1: you don't. So I disagree. R- Real quick, I'll explain why I think it it makes sense in a vacuum, okay. like even without like the for- like foreknowledge. So we know at this point in the story, we know Ghetto's plan is to kill every human being on the planet and make it so only non-sorcerers are alive, right? Only sorcerers. Obviously, some. Yeah, only sorcerers. <laughs> um. Meaning that, like, he has to he has to get rid of or like control every curse, or kill every human and only leave sorcerers. Which means he has to fight, like he has to deal with all of jujutsu society, right. right? So even though Gojo isn't verbatim stated the strongest, if he's saying if I was you, I would be able to do it. What he's saying is you, Gojo, can solo the world, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't say those words specifically, but if I say, hey, currently me. I can't achieve my goal that requires me to fight the entire world. You can, right? That is like inferring that Gojo, you can literally square up and kill everybody who exists. Like you can do whatever you want. Is what Geto is essentially implying, mm-hmm. right? He's like, I want to kill every human. I wanted to get rid of every curse and only leave sorcerers. the The jujutsu high in the uh, jujutsu society will not allow that, or at least they won't. They won't. They're not just going to sit by they're going to like take up arms against that mm-hmm. right so for ghetto to say hey you can do that even without the context of verbatim stating gojo's the strongest that like very heavily implies that he can he can kill everybody that exists right now and that to me is is just saying he's the strongest without saying he's the strongest
0: i agree I think I agree. I guess my only problem with it is the fact that like from uh the perspective of somebody who is going in blind, it's a cool like tell it's a tell don't show moment because, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a fucking moron for saying this. But I think if you don't explicitly say a particular uh, thing, it takes a lot of the umph out of it, right? It's kind of the problem I've been having with uh bleach for so long where a lot of the things that Kubo just did in subtlety I felt was unnecessary because it just didn't need to be subtle. So in JJK, right, like Gojo is the strongest, carries a lot of the strain of uh, a a few particular scenes in my opinion like if it was oh yeah Gojo that's th- he's the strongest guy in our fucking world if he can't do a thing it's basically impossible right or something along those lines and then followed up with that scene you understand Ghetto's pain on a more fundamental level so i i actually think they should have um adapted the Gojo's past arc into the into the movie i know they wouldn't have and it wouldn't have made like total sense and it would have made the runtime like 3 hours but like Gojo's uh, past as like a movie would totally fucking work more than JJK 0 because JJK Zero, um and this is going to be the official movie review. It was really, really good for adapting, what, five chapters, ten chapters? Wait. It's, it's four oh chapters. my god, bro. What that's insane. It was an hour and forty-five minute movie.
1: Yeah, four chapters of content.
0: That's that's insane.
1: I mean, to be for the long chapters,
0: yeah. So they're but like, like
1: all of the chapters are like fifty pages.
0: I get that, but like still, man, that's that's an almost two-hour movie. Like, like keep in
1: mind Mugen Train was like a similar length in terms of movie, but it was just ten normal chapters. So, like volume zero arguably had more content. Because if you if, yeah, if you do it like this, basically you would double it. So you'd say it's eight normal chapters chapters essentially like give or take it's probably like 10 normal length chapters if you were to say oh yeah give it the 20 page a um, max count
0: yeah i guess with flashbacks and everything the runtime was whatever but i just think a lot of the context or like the umph of it it's a it's a bad standalone movie but it's a really great like season zero of the show is is like so personally, is my the way
1: i would recommend the way i would recommend you consuming like you people in general who consume is you watch or read JJK whatever you uh-huh. prefer up until um um Gojo's flashback then once you read Gojo's flashback you watch or read volume 0 because to me yes. that's when it yeah that's the best. when it then yes. after you do that cuz yeah. th- that's when yeah. you
0: understand Geto and Go- Gojo's relationship like the best
1: then after you do that you can just read from there to me like And I'm going to be talking about that in my review. I think that, like, I think the the one character that's kind of, like, not bad, but falls massively short of the potential they do have is Ghetto. He's a very, he's a very meh, not meh. Because you don't know anything about him.
0: Because in in the manga, like, his motivations, everything is just so tragic. And, like, you feel for this guy, despite him being a fucking racist like like straight up but like you get it bro like his abandonment uh with uh gojo how he like fell from being like a kind compassionate sorcerer who just wouldn't kill indiscriminately to being like straight up source uh hitler like like you understand uh on like a more deep level and you understand why he feels the way he feels why he does the things he does and like why other people are sympathetic to his cause
1: yeah, and I think a lot of that context is missing. Like, it's still cool. Like, it's still... I think it functions to highlight you some yeah. more. But that's all it does. Without that context, to me... And I, like I said, I'll be talking about that in my review. I'm going to be somewhat critical of Ghetto in there. Because I feel like Ghetto is a, like, B-tier villain without that context. He really is carried. And there's nothing wrong with being carried off of, like, charisma and presence. I think that's perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, it works but, like Frieza. He doesn't have... A- for sure. He doesn't have enough of it in this movie to make yeah. him like one of the best. So I think he's like a B tier off of charisma and then like when you get that context, it makes him an A tier like, uh, retroactively I- in terms of like Like even with or somebody
0: whatever. who had the context, his portrayal in the movie was just kind of like manic. And yeah. I was like, that's not incorrect, but it's not like it's like out of context ghetto. And,
1: and I and I think I do think ghetto is one of like the weaker aspects. Not the here's the thing, ghetto is a really good part yeah. of it. I think if you if you are like understanding like or you're comparing ghetto's portrayal in this prequel to ghetto's portrayal in the entire series, one, you're being a bit unfair <laughs> just because of the runtime yeah. wise. But two, I understand why you would like that ghetto so much more. Because obviously he is so much more time to like grow and develop and you see his fall from grace whereas you see gojo like ascend into the heavens almost like verbatim in the story yeah right? <laughs> did we give
0: ratings for this fucking movie no we didn't oh my god we have okay no. uh so what would, What did you give this movie oh uh, that's tough i don't know it's yeah i think i think i'm
1: giving it like an 8.5 because like the thing is like I can understand why people would rate it a bit lower, but I have the context, yeah. so I'm not mad. Like, all this shit makes sense to me. Cause, so for me, it's like an 8, I've gotta say a 9, because I was gonna say an 8.5 just because, like, oh, it's missing some context, but, like, I have the context, so, like, that doesn't affect me personally as a viewer so so for me like i i'm saying like a nine because like damn that's a good movie. so i would
0: give it an eight um purely because of the grievances about gojo's characterization and uh, i like the thing with um context also bugs me because um mm-hmm. it just seems unfair to like general audiences i guess because like yeah. jjk zero it's yeah it's a prequel right yeah. but like they add scenes like the, like from uh, the future mainline series to, kind of try to offset Mm -hmm. that so it's like it's not like the the thought didn't cross their minds i'm just mad they didn't commit to it more because i feel like it's gonna be i think it'll be a nine after season two comes out because let's be real not a lot of people who sent who who were seeing the movie read the manga
1: well i'm not sure maybe maybe that's fair like i don't know honestly i have no idea a lot of people with their
0: kids there and stuff you know like like it was just it was very much just like like another movie you know and i think there's a certain level of like respect the medium that you have to like Mm -hmm. apply here maybe i think uh on home release and especially like bundled with the other seasons it'll be like a nine like i think definitely after the gojo's past arc gets adapted like it'll definitely be like a a very big pillar of the jjk uh uh, like media lore whatever
1: i've always been a big proponent of like if for some reason now, you're not right, but if for some reason you just didn't read or watch JJK, and we're watching this for some mm-hmm. reason like this far this into the would, video, like it would um, you would literally I, like, hate my, this my, movie. Yeah, my my watch order or my read order is just read or watch up until Gojo's flashback arc, volume zero to me fits yes. perfectly in there. Like, it, like it's the perfect like. Okay, we're already flashing back now as we slowly transition back into the presence. Let's go one year before the present, right? Let's see what Ghetto was up to. Let's see, like maybe because, because like from a viewer's perspective, you're probably wondering if you just read the flashback, why this guy that we've been seeing in Jujutsu Kaisen has a scar on his head? Like, why does Ghetto have a yeah. scar on his face, right? Um, and you, you know, you know, <laughs> I feel like Volume Zero builds that up a little bit more, builds actually, up a little bit like a lot speaking of like
0: you have things that didn't make sense. Did you stay for the after credit scene? Oh my god, bro! I, I didn't even uh, get a chance to ask you. What? Did you watch it subbed or dubbed? Oof, i watched it dubbed you didn't like it you i like nah, liked it dub uh i i it was just funny because oh. it was uh there was only one showing per day for the dub which i thought was really oh, amazing okay. yeah um but i was just i, I was just curious um
1: yeah I, I was just gonna say you asked me about the after yeah, credit yeah. Scene, right?
0: speaking of things that didn't make sense the after credit scene was nonsensical like like straight up that was just muta with uh miguel, yeah right like, and go no sugar. context about how, like how miguel just like, became a good guy suddenly, like, how Gojo found them, why he's even there, why Yuta's there in the first place, how long it's been, like, a lot of, because the last time we saw Miguel, he was getting his ass handed to him by Gojo on Geto's side, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I guess.
1: Um, I I don't know how, I don't know how I felt about that, like, I didn't really care, because, like, I don't think, dude, Yuta didn't even, dude, Yuta
0: didn't even meet uh, Miguel in the main story, like, that's what that, oh, no, yes, he he didn't. Because Miguel was out there fighting so. Gojo, not... Um, uh, no, no, no. Okay. you
1: No, are you saying... No, Yuta doesn't meet Miguel directly right after, but Yuta was with Miguel in Africa. Like, yeah, yeah no, no, no. that's
0: in the main lines here. I'm talking about like it in, within the context of the movie's timeline.
1: Yeah, I'm saying well, it flashes forward, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, it flashes forward in time. Like, you can tell Yuta's a bit older. Yeah,
0: but like, um, A, how much time... Like, how did he even become friends with Miguel when they didn't even meet in the first place during the night parade?
1: Uh, I mean, Just small stuff. Wait, are you, are, wait, so are you asking me, like, how? Or are you saying, like, it doesn't make sense within the context it of the movie? It doesn't make sense
0: within the context of the movie. Because, like, they had no way of, like, forming a relationship. Because they didn't, like, they weren't, like, really in the same room.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really, like, when I look at an after credit scene, I'm not really expecting it to, like, really, um, not make sense. Obviously, I want it to make sense. But, like, it doesn't have to really fit very well into what was shown in the movie. Like, so... Um, for example, what I was expecting for the after credit scene, I thought they were going to do something where they have Yuta saying, you know, I'll, I, I, like, I'll make a binding vow to kill Yuji. To yeah, right? And like, and I, I, I thought it was, like,
0: during—because at that point, the main series started.
1: Yeah. Um, but that wouldn't make sense either, right? Contextually, like, oh, why is, why does Yuta want to kill Yuji? How does Yuta even know who Yuji is? Like, I just think an after credit scene is meant to, like—it's like, oh, this is something else that happens post-movie— um, it'll be recontextualized with later content. That's the way I look. That's the way I view an after credit scene. Like it's like, this is future things that will be relevant. Um, get excited. That's all I see it as. Um, yeah. So like, yeah. So I personally am not. I'm not. Like, I mean,
0: I'm not mad. I'm not like, oh, right. I I just yeah. Like, no, I get that. Quirky. That's an interesting way to to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, it's like an after credit I mean, scene. I'm not gonna like dock points for that. You know. <laughs>
1: For sure, but yeah, honestly, good movie, really great experience. I feel like, um, God, were the visuals so yes. good? Yes, uh, that what we can that agree good, bro. Like,
0: Fucking ten out so of ten, good. yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think this was a really good episode. Um, I don't think we touched on literally every part of everything. Otherwise, we'd be here for like more time.
1: God, there was so much I could have talked about for Jujutsu Kaisen that yeah. chapter. God.
0: Um, I will yeah. say, uh, great movie, great experience.
1: I'll say. Yeah, the chapter coming out really in close uh like uh, like in close relation to when the movie came out. I I I doubt Gigi planned it, but I'm going to give him credit for that cuz why the fuck uh, not? That's And you know, <laughs> that's fire. I felt like
0: so inspired again um by the movie. I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot that I like this series a lot." Like like I like, it's my third favorite series. And I think I've said that before, but like Man, being a YouTuber, um, it doesn't make you not love the things you love, but you do feel a little, a little bit like you can't enjoy it the same way as like a typical uh consumer, uh.
1: For sure, because everything like, you turn a product into a product for other yeah, people. Yeah, uh,
0: so it was just like it was nice to let myself enjoy it, right? Because I mean, obviously, you know, I yeah. went on Twitter and like I, I fucking flexed my JJK shirt. Uh, I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that, but like, I fucking love that shirt. I must send it to you right now. I, like I, I just I just you to see it. it yeah
1: yeah I mean even even now like I'm like in the in the theater I think it makes it look much more of a interesting experience mm-hmm. just because like you know I'm not doing like I I'm just there to experience yeah. it now I get to uh, read the not not read. Now I get to script. And, yeah, and, and give my entire in-depth review on the movie. Yeah, yeah. are you
0: excited? Do you know that's also the thing I was going to follow up with. I, I sent the the picture, but um, when I say I felt inspired, I mean a to reread and enjoy the series just privately again because I like mm-hmm. today I even restarted the anime. Like before this call, I was just like rewatching Ooh. it for fun, just for fun, because mm-hmm. I'm like yeah.
1: Just, just to enjoy it, not for yeah. a video, not, for, not research. for research.
0: I wasn't taking notes or anything. I was just, I was just vibing. I was like, oh yeah, fucking love this series. And then you know, because I'm still a YouTuber, I also had a second wave of inspiration where I was like, man, kind of want to start making JJK vids again. JJK videos are fun. Yeah. And realize something. we have never, in the time span of like knowing each other, ever had a period where we're both making JJK content because the tier list thing was, you know how my, you know my old format was three videos of like analysis, tier list is like the finale, right? Mm. So you got in like on the finale of my first JJK cycle, so uh, I hopped on the Bleach train like right after, right? So mm. it's funny we've never like made JJK content at the same time.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because I'm always making JJK content, like all the time. Yeah, like
0: I'm fucking Uh, my 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 channel is like fucking ADHD man. Like it's like whatever I'm hyper focused on at the time is what I make videos on, and I feel like bound to that. I've been slowly loosening my grip on that, um, because of you. Actually, (laughs) you know, shout out, you know, Broken Ronan, best podcast co-host ever.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I looked at I looked at Um, your videos
0: and I was like. Yeah, all right. I I don't just have to make videos about the same thing eight times in a row before I get burnt out on it and have to start doing that from from scratch the next time with a different show.
1: Yeah, you can just like, hey, I, w- I enjoyed this. Let me make a video mm-hmm. on it. Then let me move on to something else I enjoyed.
0: So I'm, I'm pretty psyched about that. And fuck, we didn't get a touch on the poll results. I'll just do that really quickly. So poll results, uh, honored one's first poll, whatever. We asked you guys what speed you watch the uh, greatest podcast on Earth on. And much to my shock, with uh what is it? Oh let me pull up the numbers real quick. This dude, this is why this is why we need a Jamie. Was it at like
1: eighty-six percent like normal or something? I don't know. I think it was was
0: crazy. Like like I I didn't expect and then we can get in we can get into a conversation about like my uh abilities as a viewer, but with three hundred and thirty eight votes tallied, eighty-six percent of people said they watched it at normal speed. What the hell? What
1: because it is normal
0: dude that is psychotic <laughs> to thought. me that is demon energy like i want to get into i get oh, into some of these replies and the the broad strokes purposes like like the 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 comment i see most often in response to this poll is that people just like listen to us i i couldn't i couldn't believe that yes. what
1: that's normal <laughs> that is regular um even like with like uh so i'm listening to like this like a nine hour review of a video uh, of a movie right and I'm not speeding this up at all, bro. Take you gotta you gotta bask in the in the um lack of brevity that they have. Cause think about it like this, right? A lot of people listen to this stuff to pass time mm-hmm. or to like like while they do something, like say work out or drive. So if they split through it, right, they're blitzing through the content they have in order to like not be bored. I'd imagine that like Unless you're, like, so, like, I get it with, like, tutorials, like, you're trying to get information, you're trying to get mm-hmm. it quickly, but, like, if you're just trying to be entertained, I want to be entertained for longer, personally.
0: Maybe I'm the weird one, because I, I just watched, I've I've mentioned this so many times, but, like, I watch my shit at, like, 2.5x speed sometimes if I'm feeling particularly impatient. Like, I got a plugin specifically just to increase my speed.
1: Yeah, uh... <laughs> I mean, I like, mm. obviously
0: I don't expect people to go that hard, but I always assumed people were just, you know, ravenous, I'll say, you know, like they want more, they want as much as they can, stuffed in, no pauses, no breaks, and I'm starting to think maybe it's just me.
1: It's not necessarily just you, but I think you gotta understand what audience you're, like, shooting for, right? If you're trying to go for, like, the brief, the quick, the snappy... In An hour and thirty minute discussion on jujitsu kaizen is not the place people like those people are not going to be looking at that mm-hmm. right they're going to be looking at these quick eight minute discussions about something then they're going to move on True. right in my opinion if you want a podcast you're going to get a podcast at normal speed most likely that's that's how I envision it
0: personally. Mm-hmm. Fucking respect to everybody that watches from beginning to end on normal speed. I'm sorry that I say ums so often. Uh, I try my best to get rid of them, but I, I appreciate if you uh, if you bear with it nonetheless.
1: I think that's why. I think that's why. Uh, you kind of not you in particular but like for example i'm much more brief and like quick with the editing i at least try to be with like explain videos like bro i'm not even sure like i barely allow a gap but like with other videos i'm like yeah sometimes you can bask in like what i said for half a second without it being a problem or anything or and things like that so
0: all right thanks for watching subscribe like etc yeah bye